0: To this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're going to be talking about season two, episode one of The Protector. Finally made it into season two and things are absolutely crazy. So, we have a lot of new characters to talk about and we're really excited. So, in terms of tea, per usual, I'm a failure and I'm not drinking anything. Sorry. But, you know, maybe next time. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Times three. Good.
1: I'm glad this is the name of our podcast.
0: I feel like it's our (laughs) shtick, you know, that we just fail at the tea of the TV time, but we're spilling the tea today. We're going to
1: shame whoever comes on with actual tea next time.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. When Joe comes to guest, we'll Well, all have
1: tea. No, no, we're going to tell Joe that it's required and then none of us are going to have it. (laughs)
0: Love you, Joe. so Sophia's going to take us through what happened in
2: this episode. So just to take us through the recap, this episode was a bit not extremely, like all the stories were kind of chopped up as they are usually. So I think I'm going to do a little bit more by storyline. Okay, let's just get started. So we begin with Piraye and the Protector in 1632, I think, in Istanbul and basically we find out that they're lovers but i guess in tri- in typical immortal fashion the duty is more important than your current lover cuz obviously they're immortal so like they can just find another one and it's not a big deal so she realizes that he's that the protector is not wearing his shirt so she takes advantage of that and they start kind of making out and like cuddling or whatever and she kills him in the process all right I, I think it's just, yeah it's just interesting to see how clearly like i don't know it's she's like very cunning and she's like okay i i, I care about you but like i care more about killing you so goodbye <laughs> um then we go back to current time where Zainab's in the hospital um we had finished off last episode and she was on the ground like Probably some rocks or something fell on her, so she's passed out in the hospital. And Hakan and Leila are kind of like figuring out what to do. And they're kind of worried because they don't know what's going to come out of, of what happened at Hagia Sophia and if their names are going to be mentioned at all. So then we, we go to Ruya and Faisal, who are in a, in a nice house. So it goes to show that Faisal actually doesn't or doesn't necessarily live in the Faisal. So that was an important thing to confirm on our end, and they're kind of talking about how what's going to happen because, as we mentioned the previous episode, like clearly there's some factions even within the immortals, and the fact that Ruya and Faisal have a relationship did not go over well with most of with, with any the other immortals. So, kind of Ruya is kind of scared that everyone else will turn on them, and and whether two against five will like if, if they will be able to win against the other immortals to which Faisal reassures her and like, don't worry about it. And then we go again to Piraye, except she's uh she has a different look now. Short hair and what's it called? The fringe or whatever. Um And <laughs> this other guy, <laughs> oh, Banks, this other guy that says no words, she and this guy are, are in some sort of archive and they're looking for something. They say they're like the people who are doing the inventory and this guy's kind of asking too many questions. So of course Pirae kills him and they grab like these little amber covered bugs, which we don't know what they're going to be used for. But I guess the other guy's also an immortal. We don't know because they, they don't say anything, but we know that Pirae is, is, clearly an, an immortal. So then we turn to Hakan. Hakan had left um, the hospital and he then we see him kind of buying something at a store and Faisal's on TV and, and he says, you know, oh, we're very sad about what happened at Aguia Sofia, whatever. And we just want to tell you that one of our employees, Hakan Demir, and they show a picture of him, is responsible for it and he's at large and the police are looking for him. So now Hakan is in the middle of a very public place surrounded by people in a line and he has to basically run away. So he he's he's probably in the hospital. I think he's in the hospital cafeteria. I don't know. I'm just assuming. And he's like running away. But then a bunch of security guards ambush him and knock him out and carry him out. Much like Mazar carried him out previously. And it turns out that Hakan was taken out by loyal ones. And they take him to the cistern and are kind of discussing what to do with him. And he wants to leave and, and kind of find Leila, find Zainab and get obviously the stuff back and find Faisal. But they're like, no, you you can't do that. You don't have the dagger. You don't have the shirt. So you're stuck here until we decide what to do with you. You're not going anywhere. So then we go to Zeynep, who's waking up in the hospital, and she's very out of it. I thought it was super sad that Hakan and Leila were like previously taking care of her. And of course, when she wakes up, there's no one there. Um, and she's obviously kind of in shock about everything that's happened, and she's physically in pain. So it's kind of sad that she's all alone. In very dramatic fashion, she rips out her IVs and decides to go back to the pharmacy, where she has a ton of very dramatic flashbacks about her father, and it's super sad. And then all of a sudden, um, these two loyal ones, whose names I'm not sure of, knock her out and and take her again to the cistern. And so Layla, then we go back to Layla. Layla is kind of in a trance, driving somewhere. Like we know that she's having these weird. I don't know if flashbacks are like flashes of things that happened, but also like moments where she's not in control over her thoughts or her decision-making. Um, it kind of makes me think in Harry Potter six, when, when Harry Potter like has to take these classes with, with Snape so that he won't let like Voldemort into his brain. I feel like it's very It's similar. exactly that. It's definitely <laughs> legitimacy. <laughs> yeah. So, and then Zaynep manages to escape from the loyal ones who like were beating her up and wanted to submit her and she goes to her apartment again we find out another very important fact which is that she and and Kemal did not live in the cistern as we had speculated in previous (laughs) episodes she actually has a a pretty nice apartment it was really cute yeah she's extremely upset so she knocks everything down a very fake looking dagger comes out that says like from dad for your daughter or not from dad like for my daughter and she like basically is reminded of her duty by seeing that dagger and like that her dad died because of this duty that they had so she can't just like leave everything so then we go back to the sister and the loyal ones have tied up Hakon and they don't want to let him leave um because obviously he just wants to do whatever <laughs> And then Zeynep actually finds Dedia, has a conversation with her, is able to get information about how the Immortals are staging a terrible attack on the city. And who knows what they're going to do, but it's going to be awful. And basically also, after she gets this information, I don't remember exactly how the order is, but she ends up killing Dedia and says, you know, I'm not even going to give you the pleasure of having killed you for my dad. I'm just going to kill you just because, so you can suffer and goodbye.
0: Good
2: riddance. And yeah, she stops her with the with the knife that she had found that her dad had left for her. So then we find out that Layla was actually being controlled by Faisal and she goes and see and like arrives. She drew, drove herself without her knowledge to Faisal in Ruya's house. And they're waiting for her there and, and basically telling her that they have control over her that now she's one of them, that she can't be killed by anyone anymore. She can just be killed by immortals. And the fact that she has Faisal's blood running through her veins just means that she's going to get more and more controlled by Faisal and he's going to have the power over her to make her do whatever he wants. But if she doesn't do it, then he's going to kill her because he's the only one that can kill her. So basically she's trapped. So I assume, I don't know, that she's probably going to just become like a pawn for Faisal so then Zeynep, just like after everything that happened she just decides to leave town. We see her pass a road sign for Istanbul, like she's leaving the city borders and and she's listening to the song on the radio and she kind of realizes like you know Dedia just gave me some really important information and I have a duty and my dad died for this so I should probably go back and and help Hakan. So she sneaks into the cistern, I don't know through where and she very not discreetly starts to untie him, but obviously, like they see her, and then all of a sudden, Hakan kind of asserts his, for once, like his status and says, "I'm the protector, so um, I'm sorry, but you have to do what I what I say, because I am the protector." Which we'll discuss it later, but that was weird. And basically, we we end the episode with Hakan kind of giving orders to everyone about what they're gonna do about. The Immortals' imminent attack.
0: So now we're going to move on into our banter (laughs) section. I'm sure no one has any opinions about what happened in this episode. (laughs)
2: I think for one, like just PDA from the start, she just looks so evil. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I can't still make up my mind if I think that she's re- reinforcing kind of that trope of women using their sexuality to like advance in life. Um, but I, I kind of like that she's subverting that whole thing about like women, like they're so empathetic and like they can't hurt anyone and like they just... But, like, she's the complete opposite. She's like, I'm gonna use my sexuality to get this guy and, like, trap him and then I'm just gonna kill him. Because, like, screw you.
0: I didn't catch her name during the episode, so I just wrote down that, like, creepy and creepier Steel Amber. (laughs) She's creepier (laughs) the the dude? Yeah.
2: (laughs) The dude just looks like a hipster. Doesn't he have, like, a man bun?
1: I think his name is... I think it's Okan. I think that's his name because he yeah he's around
0: are we gonna I mean, have he's... like a jurassic park type situation with the amber like what are we doing here <laughs> extra <laughs> super hide, viral malaria hide in
1: the kitchen from uh, grasshoppers like velociraptors
0: <laughs> <laughs> <be very> scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: actually and also, i'm like... very excited to get to the episodes where they like reveal what that's all for maybe next episode or the one after because i just have i'm gonna do a wikipedia vomiting session all over you guys of like <laughs> how many just things are wrong but i'm excited for that
0: excellent i can't wait for you to wikipedia vomit all over yeah
1: <laughs> that's what i was like when i was watching through this the uh, first two times like in my life I, I, the first the very first time i was like i had all the relevant wikipedia content pulled up and i kept pausing it and ranting to whoever was with me when i was watching
2: it <laughs> 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 sounds like it <laughs> sounds like a great way <laughs> <laughs> Someone was saying something
1: real before I interjected about the bombing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we were just discussing whether Piraye falls into gender stereotypes or, like, breaks with them. I'm not entirely sure, but I kind of like her for it a little bit. But she is kind of the femme fatale trope as well.
0: Yeah, she definitely is, but I like that she killed... That protector RIP because he deserved it for being an idiot.
1: He's so dumb. what an idiot. Right? That
0: was so stupid. What an idiot. And so we learned something new about the magic, which was a little weird, which was like, if you love the immortal, like you have to mean it, like kind of like the Iranicadavra's right. curse. You like <laughs> have to really mean <laughs> it to kill them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I guess. Do we have to worry about that? Is Hakan going to fall in love with Faisal? I'm not sure. Yes, that's
1: exactly. What's going to help? Oh, my God. <laughs> we can stop now.
2: <laughs> There's no
1: point oh in watching my God. most of the
2: That's seasons. just, like, so... I, Faisal is just so creepy-looking. I can't imagine him, like... I just, it, Even it, with it, Ruya. The
1: weird. incongruity of his, like, dad bod and his evilness, <laughs> yeah. I just can't handle it.
0: <laughs> You're right. You're right. True very true
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he, uh, like, chill so far but I mean, yeah she
0: seems chill I mean she's a little like she got a little bit cooler this that. episode but yeah she's definitely a little too docile I prefer yeah, and she
2: got really pretty Super she's pretty definitely cool. too
0: pretty for Faisal he
1: resurrected oh my god yeah I like anyone is <laughs> too pretty for myself. <laughs> yeah, was too pretty for myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, she I, I I feel like I hope that they're going to develop her character more cuz she feels really one-dimensional now. Like mm-hmm. she she's just like unsure and like nervous and you know that's not what an immortal should be. But the, then she kind of asserts herself <laughs> Sophia when it has a vision for mortals. <laughs> I mean they're immortal like what else, like the, basically I mean of course they're not omniscient but they've lived through so much like they obviously are like I mean humans are just like whatever to them cuz they're like temporary like in comparison to, the, yeah. to themselves but I, I yeah I hope that the Ruya character gets more development because I want to know more about her and like make her more interesting cuz she's really just like playing off of Faisal for now agreed yep.
1: I don't know, I wonder if the if the people who were in charge of casting had visions for each of the characters, kind of like, you know, they wanted, a, like at the Immortals, I mean, they wanted a femme fatale, they wanted like a mm. hipster slash nerdy science guy, unclear with the glasses,
2: <laughs> and
0: the bucket
1: the glasses <laughs> put him
0: in. Artsy. He looks like he owns yeah. an art gallery. He does look, yeah, he, he look looks super artsy. artsy. Yeah, yeah.
2: He looks think, like, like a Brooklynite. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's, like, young. I mean, he seems to be younger than the other one, like, looking. I mean, none of them are younger. Yeah. But also, like, wouldn't it suck to, I don't know what, like, after finishing the whole series, I still, we've, like, it's never revealed, like, what they actually look like or, like, what's in there, like, my classic question of what's in (laughs) Faisal. It's not
0: orange goo, we know that much. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I really wanted it to be orange goo, but it wasn't. Um, Some sort of blood-like
2: substance.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, the, wouldn't it suck to just, like, materialize on planet Earth or in whatever, I don't know if they, they're dimension travelers or they came up out of hell or whatever they did, but wouldn't it suck to be, like, in Faisal's body when, like, I mean, the young guy looks so much better than him?
2: <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the weird part for me that I still have the question, like, when did they become immortal and why are some young and some are old? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It seems like
0: it seems they like they should have the just show... made them
2: all the same age.
0: Yeah, but the show really enjoys having like an unlikely group of people be yeah. like the and uh, evil people or the heroes because like the loyal ones as well is like such a random collection of humans oh, yeah, <laughs> that I'm don't really that. look like they're equipped to fight a war. So yeah
2: i think that's just something they like oh my god like their logic is just so like the all the discussions that they have this episode at first i was like oh cool new loyal ones but they're just like annoying and then all of a sudden they're all like following what what hakan is saying like what first they're like tying him up in a chair and then he decides to climb up some steps and like talk to them (laughs) from like above and, and wearing then, that like, ridiculous
1: sweatshirt and like putting his hand. Oh, he looked cute. Come very, on. Oh my god, he looked, he like, looked a, cute. He looked like a toddler giving a <laughs> <laughs> His clothes were way too big.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, no, I liked it. He took charge. he was like, "Come on, children." Even though he's the one who fucked up, but I agree, oh Sophia. Like yeah. I was so excited to see like the team assemble or whatever, and. Um, Asra turned out to be a huge disappointment. Like, she seems like a real bozo.
2: I know! (laughs) She could be so cool. Like, also, like, none of them have... Where have they all been while everyone's getting killed for the cause? Good question.
1: Also, also, how are there only, like still like five of them approximately like,
0: yeah i, I thought there, the council i thought there was going to be like 50 of them at least
1: yeah there should maybe it's just
0: like the heads of the families or something
1: i think it was budget constraints <laughs> <different. People laughs> no, i don't know <laughs> but there's always well, also just the- such a handful of people and you know same with the immortals like there's only a few of them on camera right now and you know at any given time and the total number is so small anyway it's annoying I want yeah, the whole it's... town to be <laughs> covered in
2: chaos. I mean, it doesn't... It wouldn't make sense for them to be able to do what they do if they had so few... And, like, yeah. why isn't Timur there? Is Timur also a, a fallen, and more a loyal yeah. one? or No, he should be there. You're right. And, like, aren't they not supposed to communicate with each other? How are they now all, like, aware of where the other one is? I don't know. I just... I had so much going on this new, like, crew, and they just disappointed.
0: Yeah, I hope that next episode they'll become more likable because they'll be, like, on the same team, and we'll get to learn some stuff about them for- but their introduction was- was rough. Yeah.
2: And also, how is Leila responsible for Hakan's dumb decisions? Like, that should not be- You mean Zeynep? um, I mean, yeah, Zeynep, like- she clearly is someone who has put so much into everything and they just turn everything against her like i feel like that's not the spirit of of what the loyal ones should be like if they're the good guys you know like they should be different
0: i feel like you're writing Zainab's election campaign like <laughs> does not represent the spirit of the loyal ones vote zaynab, for vote zaynab. <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah, there's I a just- there's
1: the line of thought, like, I feel like Kemai and Azra are both, like, very much like rules or rules, kind of, pe- even though Kemai, like, broke the rules and then got broke killed. Them. <laughs> yeah, but, um, which I mean, proves the point. Follow the rules, people, or, or else we'll die. <laughs> no, but, and, and so I think there's uh, an emerging mm, conflict there of, like, mm. do we save the world or do we have, you know, follow these rules that have probably been around somewhat unsuccessfully trying to save the world (laughs) for 500 years
0: (laughs) yeah I also was wondering like Zainab made that comment when she stabbed Daria like I'm not a loyal one anymore and I get it that she was going to run away but do you think there's something in the rules like you can't kill people or something like that because she's I'm like a little bit concerned that that could come back to haunt her even though Daria definitely deserved it
2: no, nah, I feel like they can kill people. They've killed people before, haven't they?
0: Well,
2: no, no. Yeah,
1: but I think other... I think it, I think she was. I think you had said this, Sophia, in your summary, like she was trying to divorce the intentions from mm-hmm. the greater causing tension behind the murder. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why it's like not an honorable act to just kill someone mm-hmm. out of pure. Not even. I mean, I guess if she, I guess if she had done it out of revenge, though, it still would have been acceptable because she was like, yeah, she was doing it independent of. A desire for revenge, so she's just killing to kill, which maybe I is against their ethos because yeah, probably because I mean that's kind of an immortal thing to do. It seems right, just like
2: yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, like he killed, like like Faisal killed uh, Mazar's family just because, like, to control yeah. him. And I, I guess I hadn't given that much thought to that. I'm still like, again, I'm still iffy about thinking that maybe Dedia was Zeynep's mother. I don't know why I'm, like, so convinced of that, even though it's clearly not true. <sighs> but I guess, like, the dagger saying, like, eh, to my great daughter or whatever, I was like, oh, oh shit, Is shit. That, did Dedia give her give her that dagger or something? Or, like, her mother, I don't know. That would have been um,
0: fucking crazy. I love that idea. <laughs> and she finds out later, it's her mother I'm so in on that.
2: <laughs> also, that knife was so fake-looking. I just can't get over that. It looked like like a play knife.
0: <laughs> Sophia <laughs> is a knife expert. For those listening,
2: <laughs> no, the, just the the handle looked like it was made out of plastic, and that made me kind of upset.
1: I mean, can knife handles have plastic?
2: Yeah, but it? it's supposed to be. It, it's supposed to look like an ancient dagger, isn't it? And a her, little crappy know. thing she stabbed Daya with supposed yeah
1: to be. I, think was, I think it was probably a kitchen some kind of a kitchen plastic knife
2: but why would why would kim give his daughter like an, i mean a a the, wood, the woodwork
1: didn't even look the woodwork <laughs> didn't even look impressive that's what i was thinking when i saw it i was like what is an impressive knife <laughs>
2: <to everybody. laughs> I think they just told the props people like five minutes before. So they just <laughs> yeah, me buy oh established they budget nice. issues.
0: <laughs> they can only ever have like two loyal ones per shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did um, remember and once again love the line where Ha calls that giant dude a little bird. I think that's so funny. That was really funny.
0: <laughs> I like giant I didn't, dude I didn't catch that. And his man I liked line.
2: him, but then I hated him.
0: He's yeah, kind of an thing.
2: idiot. Everyone is kind of an idiot. I just yeah, I'm the, so disappointed by the them. new
0: loyal ones really need to like show their worth because right now we are not fans.
2: Also, like I I still can't believe like I mean Hakon's done some really dumb stuff and now all of a sudden they're gonna follow his lead after he undid all the work that they've done for years. I'm just like baffled by the whole dynamic. It's just.
0: Doesn't he showed leadership, sense. Sophia. He got taller than them and he spoke louder than them. And therefore they should listen to him. <laughs> That's how leadership works. works.
2: Yeah. That's how Trump works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 um, I have to say, I really like Xanop's apartment. Like I would live there. It was really yeah,
2: cute. It's really, really pretty.
0: And like nicely uh. decorated and shocking.
2: Yeah. And very soft, like very yeah, very, very girly. like non-aggressive. The other thing that I was wondering is now, like Layla has a lot of information that like any normal citizen of Istanbul should not have. So I wonder if that's going to become kind of an issue, because I was thinking like, A, could she become a loyal one at this point? And B, how is this new dynamic going to play into the love triangle and stuff?
0: Well first of all is she an immortal?
2: Yeah. Well not a, not a real immortal cuz immortals can kill her. But she's immortal for a lot of purposes. I mean, immortals can kill each other too. So Oh really? Yeah. Oh I didn't know that.
1: So when, no, they can-
0: that's why Rui is afraid I think because they could actually kill them. I don't know. Remember
1: but yeah. When, um, was in uh, Ria and Faisal's house in the flashback last season. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was it Faisal who grabbed his throat or the other way around? They each grab someone grabbed mm. someone's throat and the, the immortal whose throat was grabbed was like, I think it was Madigan's throat was grabbed and he was like struggling to get a breath. Whereas like if, um, I don't know, a random human tried to do it, probably nothing would happen. Oh, so does that- I
0: didn't
2: connect those dots.
0: So there's like eight immortals now and Layla's one of them?
1: Well, I would say Neda's still like a, a step below, just because she's able to be controlled mentally.
0: Right. Okay.
1: So yeah, she can... that's some
0: real vampire shit right there. Yeah. She yeah, literally really... arose after drinking his blood, <laughs> and now she's bound to him. Come on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sired.
0: I, Sired. I think exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wow, but that's that's also really scary because that means they could just make like mindless drone armies. Which yeah. why they haven't done that. Is yeah, why wasn't
1: Moshe like sired? Like, why was he just chilling very mortal the very whole time? Very good point. I very, don't know. very good point. And yeah, why not just have like, been... a big ass city just like allocate a percent of the population to be your little well, vampire zombie army people. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was, I actually couldn't watch when Lele had like the corkscrew.
2: Yeah, I didn't watch either. Oh my I God. I was like, like, just like, oh my God, oh my go God. Go. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it was awful. I, uh, I couldn't.
0: Yeah, so that is unfortunate. Hakon really fucked her over. Her life is ruined.
1: Yep. Ooh, I wonder how the love principle is or isn't going to play with him being in love with her, and she's kind oh. of an immortal now you're right I honestly, don't, I honestly don't remember what happens you're right. like <laughs> the magic there i'm not even like trying to give a spoiler i'm truly wondering
2: <laughs> that's so it, it's also that's also very harry potter because like the only magic stronger than um avada kedavra is love which it's true the only magic stronger than the shirt is love which doesn't make any sense to me but i guess that's the way it works <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Love you just think, fucks like, up
1: everything. Magical. I feel like I feel like if like in those historical flashbacks it was a bunch of like imams praying over the mystical objects and like blessing them with whatever divine power they have, like why would they have worked in that very much like lustful loophole? Of, um, <laughs> yeah. Dirty, dirty thoughts over there back in yeah, the, yeah, back in the fifteenth century.
2: <laughs> it's also weird that he has a a son probably with like an a loyal one parent Mm -hmm. but then like that loyal one is not around or whatever and the kid is just there i don't know that the whole thing with the child being there i don't know if that's going to be a thing later on but it was kind of i feel like there was a lot of information given in that first scene that's probably not not going to be touched upon Yeah. yeah
0: and also like yeah maybe there's some sort of like harem system or like just like you have to procreate if you're the protector and it doesn't just get with a loyal one and you don't need to be in love with them kind of thing to make sure that the line continues because like loyal one matchmaking
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they should have already had Hakon have children
0: i agree i mean maybe they've like stolen his sperm and he doesn't know
2: but I I I don't know. I feel like also he's kind of dumb and he th- makes stupid decisions. So they should really like invest in some insurance and make him have children. Yeah, like, yeah, totally yeah. agree. And hopefully
0: he can like mate with someone who's a little bit smarter. Mate? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like he's very inbred at this him, point. Breeding
1: him like, with a smart one.
0: <laughs> 500 years later, and he's been just like, there's like the loyal one families and the protector family, and they've just been breeding with each other over and over and over. Like, no wonder <laughs> he's dumb.
2: That's not a
1: bad point. That is not a bad <laughs> Thank point. Thank you.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, because yeah. how do they, it's also hereditary, right, being a loyal one? It seems to be, yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of inbreeding there. <laughs> I just don't understand how like humanity
1: has overcome so many very deadly obstacles to its existence. Like how could they just not handle seven of these dudes after <laughs> so much time? Like why not expand your goddamn army and go after them? And just like, I don't
0: know. Why did none of the protectors like cremate these dudes or something? Like why were they allowed to I be intact?
1: Like, very nicely intact. Yeah. Very
0: easily accessible,
1: all things considered. Yeah, true. Very true. And one of the most obvious places you could, I don't know, I mean, it seems pretty obvious, like a landmark. Yeah. It's super old.
2: I'm still, like, so entrenched into my idea that it's like a Byzantine versus Ottoman <laughs> struggle.
0: What new evidence did we get this episode?
2: Um... I I guess there's no new evidence but just like the fact that they're wearing those robes and like that it's right around the time when when Istanbul was conquered and that it's all about the city which historically I mean obviously it's strategic for a lot of reasons but like why Istanbul I think Ezgi or Sami you guys mentioned it in a previous episode like why is Istanbul or how is that I, it's a Napoleon quote or someone yeah. quote, mm-hmm. yeah, um about how Istanbul is the heart of the world or something. Mm-hmm. Faisal plus Napoleon
1: equals what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> you like the quote of Napoleon? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, like I don't know. I I guess that would make a lot of sense, but to me, but I don't know if it, if that's gonna be the message. I mean, it would be really political to make it that way, but still.
0: I think it it could be like I don't think it's going to be explicitly stated but I think we should keep track of it and see if that's kind of an undercurrent of the show that they like snuck in there
2: I can also imagine like some very creepy priests with those robes that the immortals wear like walking around the halls and like creeping around killing like immortals and stuff <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Did you have I nightmares
0: just... last night, Sophia?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. That would be nightmares. a pretty horrible nightmare. <laughs>
0: <laughs> back to Layla for a second, because I remembered a question that I had. Do we think that like anyone who takes the blood and comes back to life is going to belong to that immortal? Or do you think it has something to do with the way that he was kind of grooming her? from the start of the show and like kind of like putting her under his sway giving her the necklace all that
2: stuff Mm. that is a good question but i feel like if he was going to do that he should have done it earlier he should have had this army of people beforehand
0: yeah
1: he doesn't seem to plan too far in advance
2: (laughs) i think
0: ruya is going to be the brains of the operation i hope Oh, hope so
2: I mean, I wish, but it doesn't seem like it. She's just been so submissive. Yeah. But yeah, I I still don't understand. Like, wouldn't it have been easier for Faisal to just, like, hurt Mazar and make him, like, drink his blood or whatever, rather than killing his wife and daughter? I feel like there were decisions that were made between the first two seasons that. (laughs) Like, don't make sense for the previous season? Agreed. Sense.
0: It feels like we're starting over a bit.
2: Like, they were just planning as they went. Kind of like Faisal. <laughs> With his lack of vampire zombie army after it's 500 true. years. <laughs> like, Meg and all of them. They could even have, like, zombie bodyguards so they so that nobody kills yeah. them.
0: They should definitely have zombie bodyguards. <laughs> They should
1: all have, like, the mountain from Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one mountain per
2: mortal. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense.
0: I mean, all they need to do is kill a uh, man ponytail loyal one guy.
2: He can yeah, that's perform true. perform that duty. True. True. He's very tall.
0: He's very yeah. tall.
1: Yeah. Although, I have to say, this theory that we were talking about either last time or the time before... Um, of like the like humanity being the bad guy here and the immortals are actually, you know, not bad, necessarily yeah, yeah. inherently evil. Like that theory is kind of supported by the fact that they haven't made a zombie army. True. True. So, right? so like, true. Like if they're j Jay chilling and then getting targeted. <laughs> okay, they're gonna act in self-defense, but of they're course. not like they're not like trying to create a bunch of vampires. So
0: And true. to be fair, they didn't even create Layla, like the humans did that right (laughs) that's on hakan and zeynep
2: right mostly hakan but yes definitely (laughs) mostly
0: hakan zeynep should not have gone um, along with that plan though she should have been like what the fuck are you talking about no
2: yeah and i also think it's really supported by the fact that until now i think we're gonna see obviously other sides of them but like faisal and ruya and at least faisal in different scenarios has just said like all i want is to be with my wife like i don't care about anything else or the city or the immortals or the protector or whatever mm-hmm. like and he I think he even said to Hakan, like we could have been friends like I just wanted to revive my wife and everything would have been okay obviously I think that's not the truth probably like everything will get more complicated but I I do think that Faisal wants to think that that could be so like that he could continue living and Hakan could continue living and they just wouldn't go after each other but as we know, like the Protector and the Immortals are drawn to each other in different ways. So I think it would be inevitable that they're going to confront each other at some point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like almost like maybe we are going to team up with Faisal and Ruya against the rest of the Immortals.
2: It could be interesting. Yeah. Although, yeah, I I, I do think that, but like, because we already know that like Mergan and Pirae are like much more, like, head in the game. like Aggro. Whereas, like, Ruya and Faisal are, like, lovingly drinking wine in this very nice country house and, like, scheming and enjoying and, like, scheming in the forest with Layla.
0: That Um, house seems really risky. Like, those giant, beautiful windows windows. where the protector slash the other immortals can see exactly what they're doing and to murder them seems risky.
2: That's a good point. Yeah also I'm very confused like Fi- how long has Faisal been a businessman for? Like how <laughs> have people not noticed that he that's doesn't what I'm age? This is Esky's that's favorite good. point. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's so true though. And also no happens. one's noticed that he's been missing for a couple of days. Like that would be big news. I think.
1: Yeah it's unclear well, now if He's has- holding has more than like three employees. One of them's
2: dead. One of them's like a little vampire. <laughs> and him and Banu, who called horrified to find. Oh yeah, poor
0: people. Banu. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Also, what do they do with all of these dead people that they have everywhere? They're all like, dead people. In they day. gotta have a cleaning
0: like, service.
2: Pirae and this dude just kills some guy like very bloodily because it's with a knife and like they like move the knife, like clearly that's gonna leave a ton of blood, a dead body with like a very visible injury, and what's gonna happen like what if one of them gets like life in jail <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know
2: i mean obviously, i was thinking in
0: that scene like they should have taken they should have just copied that scene from black panther where he kills the museum lady because that oh, was yeah. like so much more epic and awesome
2: there yeah there, i'm terrible there. i've never seen black panther Oh, it's so, it's good.
0: so good. Sophia. All right, Pete Chadwick. I need to. I yeah, know. I know. It's it so, so sad. Good. Okay. okay. Um. All right. Awesome. So today, <laughs> Sophia is going to take the lead on our history section where we are talking about the call to prayer that we heard in this episode.
2: Yeah. So what was kind of interesting about the episode is that if you event, if you listeners have lived in the Muslim world at any point in your lives, you know, that of course, um, mosques and just emit the call to prayer every day, five times a day to kind of just um, be in sync with, with the five daily prayers that Muslims have to do. Mm, So because it's, time that I noticed it in the episode I don't know if you guys had noticed it before but in this episode they actually played the call to prayer a few times so we just thought it would be kind of interesting to walk you guys through about like a little bit about I mean obviously we're not experts on Islam but just a little bit of of information about how it works and and what it is so the call to prayer it used to be done by people that actually went up to to the minarets and would yell, basically these calls to prayer five times a day uh, much like you know in, a, in in churches you have bells and you have a person who rings the bells well in 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 the islamic faith you have a person who kind of i don't know if cries out is the is the right word but like sings slash kind of yell fully sings or very loudly <laughs> sings um this information today it's mostly done through loudspeakers um but if you go and, and you look at those minarets they actually have like tiny staircases through which people would climb up to the top and would uh, call out the call to prayer and they're called oh god i'm gonna butcher this uh pronunciation because i don't speak arabic but they're called muzins, like m-u-e-z-z-i-n um that's the name of the people that would go up there and do the the call to prayer and i'm just gonna read you guys a little bit about what the call to prayer means like what what words are being said because i mean i don't speak arabic but if if you listen to it i think even if you do speak arabic it's pretty hard to interpret what they're what they're saying to understand what's being said so basically each each prayer time is is called by this call to prayer or adan i'm sorry if my pronunciation is really bad i do not speak arabic again (laughs) And and this call is, is unique to Islam. As I mentioned, like for example, other religions have the church bells and, and or Buddhism has like a gong, but this one is, is actually like a verse and it's seven formulas and the sixth formula is a repetition of the first. So it's Allahu Akbar, which means God is the most great or the greatest four times. Then Al Sadhu an so that means I bear that there is no God but God. So, like, but Allah. So, God in, in lowercase versus God in in like higher case letters. And then Asadu'ana Muhammadan Rasul Illah, which means I bear witness that Muhammad is God's messenger. And then we have Haya Allah Salah, come to prayer that you say twice. Haya Allah al-Fala come to salvation twice, Allahu Akbar, God is the greatest. And then la ila ila, there is no deity but God. So for example, according to like if, if different um, religious schools have different ways of, of saying it. So for example, some like repeat certain formulas, different amounts of times and Um, it's, it's different, but if you, if you go to the Muslim world, the call to prayer is a a very typical event in your day, since there are five, like the chances are that you will of course hear one. Um, but I guess Sammy and Ezgi, I don't know if you guys agree, but after a while you kind of just like tune it out. You don't even realize that it's going on, but it's, it's something that is like super impressive when you hear it for the first time, but then you just, it just kind of like fades into the background. It's very strange in that way.
0: Yeah, I, I really like the sound. I mean, if you know, like, where you are when you hear it. And it sounds, as Sophia said, really impressive. I also like it because I, I mean, this might be a little sacrilegious, but I like to use it to like define the day. So the first one that's too early for me, I'm not waking up then. But the second <laughs> one is like lunchtime then you have tea time, then you have dinner time, then you have go to bed. And it's kind of nice to have someone reminding you exactly what to do all those things.
1: I, I think that is a little bit of the point of it, too, is like. Yeah. You know, scheduling your day around. Yeah. Yeah. Except you don't do any of the other stuff, Sammy. So what are you <laughs> really, I mean, totally <laughs>
0: Another thing to note about the call to prayer that I had no idea about until I moved to Istanbul was that like how Sunday is for Christianity and Saturday is for Judaism. The Friday uh, lunchtime call to prayer is the most important one of the week. So that's why in a lot of Muslim countries, um, Friday is one of the days of rest. But in Turkey, it's Saturday and Sunday in order to like have more business with the west i would say yep yeah and
1: and, and also secular outlook then well or, originally anyway in 1923 maybe not yeah. so much today but yeah <laughs> that's a different topic uh, but originally <sighs> yeah alignment with the west and kind of divorcing from the caliphate and the and you know where islam dominated policy was the intention
2: Yeah, and, and islam like a lot of of other religions at first like for the first few years was a, a religion that was or or it was it was an empire basically and it was a caliphate for for a very long time like since i don't know if it like muhammad is like slated to be around 622 right am i wrong and then um ago. like for the next until 1923 there was a caliphate which was based i mean first in mecca and then well it was always based in mecca but the caliph was based in different areas like at some point they were based in spain at other points they were based in istanbul and at other points they were based in um saudi what is now saudi arabia and egypt um, as well so, right in I egypt
0: thought, yeah because
2: yeah. saladin was mm-hmm. there right right yeah Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been interesting because it has like a dual, like it's, I mean, like most religions, they had like a dual political and, and, you know, theological arm for a long time. Like Kings were, you know, the descendants of, of God on earth in, in some monarchies in Europe. And, and it was the same with the, with the Caliph. And actually the whole history of, of the Caliphs is, is what has, you know, distinguished those, those rifts that exist or the different, um, I don't know what the right word for it is, but those different groups that exist without, within Islam, like Sunni and Shia. And I mean, there's this whole thing about imams and hidden imams and if you believe in which imams were real imams. Um, I, I it I think to me I guess it's it's interesting because we in the West like don't know it that well. So it it just like seems so different and, and so much more, you, you know, new and and different. But I guess we just wanted to take a little time to do a little tiny tidbit of, of Islam in the episode. Of course, we're not experts or we're practicing Muslims, any of us. So there's probably a lot that's lost in what we, we see and we say about the religion. But I, I still think it's interesting to kind of highlight those things that are so part of the day-to-day in a Muslim country, but we don't really experience in non-Muslim countries.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Sophia. No,
2: thank you, guys.
0: So now we're going to move on to our much more learned and uh, worldly <laughs> section, which is <laughs> what the fuck, Hawkon, and also our <laughs> crying boundary <laughs> is back. Not for Hawkon so much, but I definitely counted a Zaynep cry
1: and uh, a yeah. Leyla like forest whale.
0: Whatever <laughs> she was
1: doing when she
0: realized how forest inhuman whale. she
1: is. <laughs> oh my One, god! It's a forest
0: whale. <laughs> <laughs>
2: She's gonna be a sleeper agent now. I'm convinced that she's just gonna be yeah. like in in Hakon's bed and like whispering oh stuff to Faisal.
0: She's gonna have trouble like passing as normal, mm-hmm. mentally sound. Layla, mm-hmm. she seems a little messed up at
2: the moment. True, true. I, ha- true. I had a,
1: a what the fuck early on with Hakon, and they actually were when Hakon was like oh do you feel do you feel weird Layla or do you feel off was like no and then he was like okay then you're fine like what
0: Because
1: <laughs> 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 what have you been able to take anything about like what's going on around you at face value there's always some hidden mystical <sighs> shit idiot
2: I think he, that's also what he wants to believe like he doesn't yes. want to believe that there's anything wrong with Layla but I feel like it's building up to him having to like eventually kill her or something yeah
0: Uh yeah my what my first i had a lot of what the fucks but my first what the fuck was building off of that scene because i said what the fuck hakan now is not the time for flirting (laughs) (laughs) he's just like macking with zay with Layla right outside zaynep's hospital room as they've re-released the immortals into the world having a great time yeah
2: i also think it's it's super what the fuck that they leave Zaynip alone and i guess the show tries Agreed. to make it more dramatic but like it's super sad when she wakes up and she's alone it's, I, it's just like
1: yeah.
2: her dad was just killed she was like beat up they revived all of the immortals right in front of her i don't know and yeah, like i guess they, they don't talk about it alone. but Hagia Sophia suffered some sort of damage which is very sad, especially if she's like a historian. So that's probably also sad to her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but my mo- my most what the fuck was just just the- that scene at the end with Hakan all of a sudden becoming a persuasive, eloquent um, leader of the per- of the loyal ones. Who like, I mean, he just fucked up so badly last episode. Like, how is he now the leader of like the free word? free world sorry for, like the campaign to <laughs> free olivia the pope world <laughs> <laughs> yeah just olivia pope coming into my brain. because right <laughs> like she she's very good at just being really articulate and dramatic we with, need like, olivia pope a lot of substance to take <laughs> over
0: the show that would be
2: great <laughs> <That's good. laughs> i mean we need like we I hope, I wish Azra was like an Olivia Pope. You know, that would be like cool. Yeah,
0: but she's so not. She's an idiot. <laughs> I was hoping oh, I she'd gozer. be a boss. I have a what the fuck Azra. I have two actually. Oh. What the fuck Azra, it's not Zaynep's fault. So fuck you,
2: get yeah, off of her. I, I And then
0: that. what the fuck Azra, they're not going to search the cistern for Haakon. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna hide your entire army in there, and no one's gonna come looking for you, even though the whole world is looking for Hawkon for bombing the Aya Sophia. Come on, come on, girl, get your How shit are today. they gonna
2: get past that? Like, how is he ever gonna be able to go out on the street again?
0: They're gonna have to like just completely plastic surgery the shit out of him in the cistern <laughs> yeah. and make him look different. <laughs> I mean, just they do have that, it that, like that a hospital bed, so it's possible. Is, all things are possible in this <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of also, skills on the on the team.
2: Why do they make Hakan sleep there and then Zeynep has a really nice apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: like, I, I like just the image of like all of them sharing the, the hospital just bed.
0: Just cuddling <laughs> in the hospital <laughs> bed. How is yeah, Mamba to fit theory. on there? <laughs> there?
1: There's a there's a really funny. Um, Turkish series that actually I think it was available on Netflix for a while, I don't know if it's still available, called Neyla uh, and Mejnun. It's like an absurd um, comedy series. And I mean, every every scene there's something absolutely ridiculous going on, but one of the recurring ridiculous jokes is that, um, the so the main character Mejnun was with his dad in a fairly big old apartment, like not super fancy, but multiple rooms. There's like at least four rooms in that apartment. Every single person in that house, and, like, like, there's this, like, this magical um, grandpa figure that came out of Major's Dream and just, like, lives in the house now. And then his dad and then, like, his random friend. And they all just insist on sleeping in the same, like, two-person bed. Like, that's, that's where they all sleep every night, and there's so many oh, goddamn in God. the house. That's, like, all I thought about when I thought about the hospital bed <laughs> and the cistern and in no other place. <laughs> like, is this just the sleeping arrangement on Turkish shows now?
2: <laughs> one it's tiny like the grandparents in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
0: Yes, yes yeah. For them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a trope.
0: <laughs> I have one more what the fuck, which is what the fuck dare you at? for thinking that that information is good enough to spare her life. She literally said, they're planning an attack and it has to do with history. I could have fucking told Zeynep that. (laughs) Give me a break. That's not information.
1: Also, how is she doing? How does she know that? She's probably making it up. I mean, she was right,
0: but like... Well, she's (laughs) guessing and it's a pretty safe guess.
1: Yes. These ageless, deathless creatures are going to do something rooted in the past. Oh. (laughs)
2: Crazy. Also oh, what's what's Dedia's role like with Faisal? Is she like an advisor? Does she just have her own life and or is she connected to the shipyards? It seems like she does <laughs> she something she to do, do with look like, with like transportation or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't don't know.
2: don't know what her life is. And she's always wearing the same clothes also.
0: Well her life is over now. <laughs>
2: Was. Again, why
0: wasn't she styred? <laughs> Like, what the heck? Yeah, she could have been invincible.
2: I think she's just a liability. She's already revealed too many important information to people she's failed to kill. Yeah. Yeah, and she probably couldn't
0: kill Zaynette because she's her daughter. And she loves her deep down.
2: Very good theory.
0: All right. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. We dedicate this episode to the... 1632 Protector, who so tragically died by being a fucking idiot, as seems to be maybe an inherited trait in this family. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next time with season two, episode two of The Protector. See what they're up to with that Amber. Thanks, everyone.